This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Being a loyal listener is like being part of an exclusive club. Or a really weird cult. A tradition better than Sunday dinner with a family. Coming to you live from Atlanta, it's the John Kincaid Show on CBS Sports Radio. And I thank you for jumping on board. Well, you, well you're a little late. Do you know with the Radio.com app, you can rewind? You can go backwards. You can listen when you didn't listen. We love our local affiliates. We thank every single one of you that sticks around as much as you can. Here on the John Kincaid Show on CBS Sports Radio. We appreciate that. Listeners on Sirius XM 206. Hey there. That's how I most listen to the network. Sirius XM 206. Radio.com app's great. Your local affiliates rock. And we hope that you listen all week long to their local shows and to what you get to hear here on the weekends. I'm coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. When you want the ability to adjust your loan options in real time, Rocket can. We appreciate that. Anthony, could I have a concussion? Like, like what, 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 are the, what, were the, what are the real signs of a concussion? I mean, is there because here yesterday Why evening. Why do you think you have a concussion? Yesterday evening around 6 o'clock, I went to pick up. Dinner, takeout food. The girls had already eaten. Olivia had SAT yesterday. So her mom and her went out for a late lunch after the SAT and had like a big lunch so they weren't going to eat dinner. So I went to one of our favorite restaurants in town, picked up a chicken Caesar and some deviled eggs, which were awesome, by the way. And so I'm going to pick it up. So I get out of my car. And I walk away from my car and I say, wait, I didn't bring my mask. I've got to walk in. So I have the mask sitting inside the car door, you know, in the car door and the little holder on the car door. So I open my car door. I reach down and the doors on the Audi are very heavy. So it didn't, the door didn't swing open all the way. It just swings open a little. So I reach in, get my mask and I lift my head up quickly Boom. And I whack it on the inside. I mean, whack it really bad. So when I come home, my wife goes, okay, you need to put ice on that. Like, you know, just feel it if, you're, if it's bothering you. It's still hurting today. It's still, like, it still hurts. 
Like I don't have a, I don't have like a splitting headache or anything. Okay, but because still, I, I was gonna say, I mean, I a, do not a have headache a splitting is headache. Definitely up there as a symptom. Last night I felt a little nauseous, a little bit. How about any kind of confusion, disorientation? Those any are more, common symptoms of concussions. You, you produce you produce this show on a on a weekly basis for years now. <laughs> any more any 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 more confusion or strange things than normally happen? I don't think so. I don't think so. Man, I hope I'm all right. Hope I'm all right. I swear, I, I I just hope I don't have like a brain bleed or something, because it still hurts. Like my my head still hurts. It's real sore. I mean, it's really not good. And uh, I had a great massage yesterday. I had a deep tissue sports massage yesterday. Oh, my gosh. My hips today, I feel like a young Elvis. But I'm telling you, what was done to me is illegal in seven states. (laughs) The way my legs were being bent, the way I was. But I swear to you, my hips feel loose as all get out today. I'm a horrible dancer. Like one of the worst dancers you could ever imagine. And I tell you, I feel like I could get out and cut the rug this morning. That's how good it feels. I'm just glad to be back to normal, being able to get back to normal and do things like a, like go get a massage. We're going out to dinner tonight with one of our uh, favorite couples that we're friends with. Good for you, John. I'm excited to go. Oh yeah, you can. (laughs) You can. It's so amazing. Outside only. So you can only eat outside. Yes. That, now, that's a little strange to me. You can only eat outside. What is the reasoning for that? Well, again, Does I mean, they just... The, why can't they social distance inside. within restaurants? Yeah. Which we've been, do, we've been doing that, by the way, since May. Like, why can't you social distance within a restaurant? I don't understand. Like, if you go to a... Um, I'm trying to think of something that you've got up there that we have down here. Uh, you go to a, an IHOP. Okay. Go to an IHOP. You know what? You know the usual layout of an IHOP. Every single, every other booth is marked off. So every other booth you can't sit at. Every other table on the floor is open that corresponds with an empty booth next to it. Yeah. So if the booth is blocked off, the table that's in the general seating area is open. Again, I'm in New York, so um, New Jersey, the Jersey's governor on Friday said that uh, indoor dining, the bars, restaurants, uh, it's very close to uh, coming back very soon, he said. And you so know what? They... I, I would have to think that at that point, then New York will have to follow suit because, as I was telling you earlier, there will be a lot of people that are just going to make the drive over from New York to go to New Jersey then. Okay, your gut instinct, and I know that you are a. You love New York. You love Manhattan. You love New York. You love your city. And you know that I'm the odd Philly guy, Atlanta resident, but Philly guy who loves New York. I love everything about going to New York. I love going over to Brooklyn. I, 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 I like Bensonhurst. I like Manhattan. I love Manhattan. I love Manhattan. Capital L love. I worry about it, Anthony. I worry about whether we're going back like my family. And you know we visit it often. Like, I, I worry about whether we're going back. You walk the streets every day. People listen to this show all over the country. You walk those streets. You see those streets. Is it looking anything more like normal businesses or anything? Uh, I mean, a little bit. It's, it's, it's just, to me, it is the greatest American city 
on earth to visit, to go to New York City. My family adores it. We love Manhattan. It's heartbreaking seeing some of the pictures, and we're hoping that it all comes back, and we're wishing for everybody out there in the audience and in your communities too, no matter where your community is, uh, dealing with this. Right now, the Big Ten looks like a clown show. We talked about that this morning. I mean, it's just, the Big Ten looks like a clown show because there is no leadership. There's absolutely no leadership. I don't understand how decisions are made when you're making a decision about football and the coaches aren't in the room. You're making a decision about football and the athletic directors are not in the room. Like, how, how does that even happen? And right now, we're seeing the visible buyer's remorse out of Big Ten country. And we've even seen a political candidate who's running for president tell you in an ad that I saw this morning on television, he's the reason you're not, that you don't have football. Anthony, have you seen the ad yet? No, I have not. Who's the ad? Who paid for the ad? The ad is saying he's the reason you don't have college football, and it's running in the it's running in the uh, Big Ten country. Biden. It's for yes, Biden saying Trump's the reason you don't have it. It's amazing. This is now becoming a political football in Big Ten country. I was surprised you got that right. I would have thought that you would have that you would have said President Trump's running that ad. It's a that that the idea is like they're going to put blame on college football. It's amazing. There are athletes who have already approached the courts, and there's going to be legal action coming out of this. And if I was a Big Ten athlete, especially one with NFL aspirations, especially if it was my last year, I would sue. I would come up with a creative lawsuit. You have kept me from being able to pursue why I went to your university, why I primarily went to your university, why I was recruited to come to your university. And everybody can talk to me about the fact that, yeah, well, it's about the education. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Even though around 40% more athletes are getting their undergraduate degrees from the Power Five conferences than did 25 years ago. So that's impressive. But I'm telling you right now, if I was Justin Fields, my name would be at the top of a class action lawsuit. I know all the signatures that Justin's been able to get. I would love to see a cavalcade of athletes suing the Big Ten. Because this, and say to them, show me your science. Show me the transcripts of the meetings. You know the meetings were taped. I want to hear them. Folks, it's coming. When the ACC starts to play, when the SEC starts to play, when the Big 12 starts to play, this thing is going to be like a a rash you can't get rid of. And the Big Ten's going to wish that they had made a different decision. It's going to be different. 
855-212-4CBS if you want to join us on the show. 855-212-4CBS. Our toll-free line is brought to you by our friends at Geico. Geico right now is offering an extra 15% credit on car, motorcycle, and RV policies on top of what Geico can already save you. So what are you waiting for? Visit Geico.com to learn more today. They'll take great care of you. We'll talk to the great Ross Tucker in just a few moments. Uh, he is uh, one of my favorites from the Ross Tucker podcast. And obviously, uh, you've heard him do an NFL games on the radio and more. And uh, Ross will discuss the season, which is two weeks away. Two weeks away. Um, I would suggest that George Hill has lost me yesterday. And I am a huge fan of George Hill's game. But when George Hill takes to the press and says, I missed the playing of the national anthem because he was in the midst of his pregame ritual of taking a shh, he loses me. Because I went back and looked at comments made by George Hill previously that um, he said it's not about people who are saying that like kneeling during the national anthem and everything. It's not disrespect to the flag. It's not disrespect to the national anthem. It's drawing attention to this. Okay. I could believe you. I could believe you. But then when you tell me, yeah, I wasn't out there for it because I was taking a, it's complete disrespect. So you can't tell me that it's not about this. It's not about disrespecting it. It's not about disrespect. It's not about anything like that. I'm lost at that point. You've lost me. Such a fantastic player. But I think civility has become lost in this. And I think George Hill yesterday had a bad moment. And I hear people laughing about it. <laughs> isn't it funny? Whoa, isn't that funny what he said? When you got to go, you got to go. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Is, again, like the caller we had from Cleveland earlier today. I don't want to hear the minute an NBA player, the minute one of my friends, the minute somebody on television, and we've been on a ban of now, we are now four months and a week into our cable news ban at our house. And it has brought joy to our household. It's absolutely brought joy. But anytime I'm watching anything where someone says to me, now look, you just need to shut up and listen. My listening ears are off. I'm done. I'll listen to you if you're reasonable. I'll listen to you if you're not screaming at me. I'll listen to you if you are coming with a point of view where you're not trying to depict me or anyone else with a broad brush of generalization. I'll listen to you. Always will listen. But guess what? I'm not shutting up. I'll then tell you what I agree with you on, and then I'll tell you what, you dis- what I disagree with you on. I'm not going to shut up and listen. And I did a word search the other day on some different athletes and shut up and listen. 
By the way, something along those terms has been uttered by eight different players in the NBA. It's time for people to just shut up and listen. That's not dialogue. I don't think it's productive. The minute you tell me to shut up, we don't use shut up in our house. We don't use the term shut up in our house. Maybe that's too new age for people. We don't use it in our house. I was told shut up all the time as a kid. And Anthony goes, boy, I certainly understand why you were told to shut up. I got to get to Brian in Syracuse quickly. Brian, you're on the John Kincaid Show. Yeah, What's up, quickly, buddy? Uh, I don't know why the Big Ten did what they did, and I can understand why you think the way you think. And But I, I, I'm in business, and I, I always think, you know, uh, in terms of suing people, litigation, uh, we don't know what the COVID virus is going to do two years from now, four years from now, ten years from now. They might be thinking in terms of the tobacco company when they were sued for cancer later in the NFL when they were sued for CTE. That's all. I'm well, that's about. what, though, the thank, and thanks for your call. But thankfully, though, there's already, uh, there's already laws in place where in almost now it's over 30-some states where unless you are willfully negligent, you can't be sued by your employer or a restaurant or anything like that if you were to con- contract coronavirus. So they've already put litigation in place. They've already had litigation on this. Ross Tucker from the Ross Tucker Podcast, one of my favorite people to spar with on the NFL, to get educated with on the NFL, joins me next. Stick around, won't you? It's the John Kincaid Show, CBS Sports Radio. This is the John Kincaid Show. Always serve football with a side of strong opinion. Now back to the J.K. Show on CBS Sports Radio. Well, if you want strong opinion, you got this show, and the Ross Tucker Podcast is a great place to be able to get it, too. And by the way, Ross is a great guy to go to, too, for some, well, let's say insider gambling edges, I'm just going to say. He joins us now on the John Kincaid Show. And two weeks from today, Ross, we wake up to an NFL Sunday. I will put on my Carson Wentz jersey two weeks from today. I can hardly wait. Yeah, I don't blame you, man. I mean, (laughs) even just coming back from break and you guys playing that CBS NFL music. I mean, uh, that's like you you don't realize how much you love that, how much you miss that. Like, that song coming back from break, I don't even know what it's called, but it's the CBS NFL music. It is just, it's like heaven. I mean, it just, it reminds you of a happy, happy place. And I'm pretty happy right now, given how well things have gone with the coronavirus during NFL training camps. How about how things have gone? Do you believe the NFL training camps? And how it's gone has anything to do with any comparable to how baseball has gone about their business, how the NBA and NHL have gone about their business, really baseball, I guess, because of the fact that they're traveling around and they're not in a bubble. Yeah. So I feel like the NFL is kind of in the middle, right? I mean, they're not in a bubble like the NBA or the NHL, but they also haven't really been traveling from city to city like major league baseball. You know, these guys have all been in the city in which they play, 
and they've been in training camp, which is like, you know, we used to call it going in the submarine, you know, it's like 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. every day. But here's the thing, you know, I'd say about 50% of the guys are maybe staying in a team hotel, but they're not allowed to make the guys do it. And a lot of the veterans, a lot of the established guys, they're, they're living at home. So that's a really good sign that 50% of the guys are living on their own at home and yet we've had, like, no positive tests the last couple of weeks. I don't know what's going on with the Falcon Stephen Means. But, I mean, the last couple of weeks, there haven't been any positive tests. So, a really, really good sign. What I've been telling people, though, John, is the next big challenge will be when the young guys make the roster and their workday ends at 5. So, right now, the young guys, right, the first, second-year guys, the undrafted guys, they're all in the team hotel and they're working all day and they go to bed. Right. Well, yes. what happens when they make the team and they go out and they get their own apartment and they get their own place and practice and meetings end at five, you know, I what think they're swiping. I think a lot of them will be swiping. Are they going to make then? Yeah. Cause it's very clear now that football isn't an issue. The meetings, not really an issue being the facility, not really an issue. The issue will be what these guys choose to do when they have free time. Once they have more free time, once they're swiping, right. And, uh, that's when, that's wow, when gonna... John, yeah. that's a, that's a good reference there, man. You're, yeah, you're, hip. you're with when there's, I, I'm so hip. I'm the definition of hip as you well know. Okay. So let me, uh, let me give it to you this way. I've heard this talking point more than any during training camp coverage from all different voices around the NFL. And I have not heard your opinion on it. Will veteran coaching staffs have some huge advantage over new coaching staffs this year. So I don't think huge is the right way to describe it, but how could they not? Right. I mean, if you think about it, no mini camps, no OTAs, no preseason games, far fewer padded practices than you normally do. And I don't care what, you know, I don't care how many zoom meetings. Let's just look at the NFCs. For example, you mentioned the Wentz Jersey. I know you're from Philly. So, I don't care how many Zoom meetings the Washington football team, the New York Giants, the Cowboys have had. There's no way that their players are as comfortable and as well-versed in their schemes as the Eagles having Doug Peterson back calling the offense, Jim Schwartz back calling the defense. They're just not. Now, I do think that that advantage, you know, it, it, it probably is really only primarily for the first couple of weeks of the season. I think – you get to like week three, week four, certainly week five, you're game planning for that opponent that week and everybody knows what they're doing. The thing is though, there are so many nuances, right? And the sport is so much more cerebral than people think. There's a reason why once guys have been in a scheme for a couple of years, boy, they get good at it. You think about like Tony Dungy and the Tampa two down right. with the bucks. You think about, the, the cover three with the Legion of Boom in Seattle. I mean, once you know not only the defense, John, but you know the weaknesses of the defense, you know how the opponent's going to try to at- attempt to attack the defense, and you know how to counter. I mean, it's just it, it, it's building on the skills you already have. It's taking your craft to another level. If I gave you 100 bucks, Ross Tucker, and I'm not, but if I gave you 100 bucks and I walk you up to the window at the Bellagio and I say – you're not allowed to bet on the Chiefs. 
Not allowed to bet on the Chiefs. But I'm giving you 100 bucks to put down on somebody else to win the Super Bowl. Are you splitting the bet? Are you, like, placing two bets for 50? You're placing one bet for 100? 100 bucks in your hand. You can't take the Chiefs, though. Yeah, no, no problem. Um, I'm thinking right now, off the top of my head, probably a third, a third, a third. Thinking okay. probably a third on the Baltimore Ravens. You know, and that's really the only other team I put any money on in the AFC. And then the NFC, I put a third on the New Orleans Saints. And, you know, man, I, I'm, I'm tempted to put the other third, believe it or not, on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Wow, I'm I can't tempted. believe it. I can't believe it. I'm shocked. No, you know what? I'll, I'll just do this. I'll do, I'll do half of it on the Ravens, half of it on the Saints, and I'll feel, I'll feel pretty darn good about it. Oh, okay. Well, then that's it. The Ravens and the Saints, I think, is pretty good. They seem like they'd be pretty good bets there. Uh, give me a give me a team that could come out of nowhere, though. Like as far as to have a really good season that maybe we're not talking about right now. Well, I like the Detroit Lions for wow. one. Okay. Um, you know, I just if you remember last year, okay, Stafford was playing awesome before he got hurt, and their record was like five hundred, even though they had lost three or four absolute heartbreakers. And I look at the rest of the division. I don't think the bears are going to be very good. I think the Packers are taking a step back. Now the Vikings just went out and got unique in who reportedly is going to take like four or $5 million less this year. Just which to is play for Minnesota, which wow. is crazy. I mean, I've never seen that dude. I've never, not only four or $5 million less, but also different state income tax in Minnesota, as opposed to Jacksonville and Florida, where there's none. Like I, I am floored. He must despise the Jacksonville Jaguars to voluntarily play this season of football for four or five million dollars less. I mean, that's you telling me though, that's that, unbelievable. That, you telling me that no other contenders could come up with a better deal than that for him? What's it? A second round pick and a conditional fifth? So, that's so crazy. here's the thing. I wonder if some other people just gave up or what. But a second and a fifth. That's and crazy. he's going to play for only $13 million, reportedly? Like, I wonder if people just didn't even think to ask him about that part of it. Like, hey, would you, would you take less? I think the major concern people had was how much money he wanted and that he wanted more than even Jacksonville was offering. So now the flip side is, right, if you don't get him signed to a long-term deal, and maybe he's taking yes. $4 million less, with the stipulation that they can't franchise tag him again. So second and a fifth, it could be a fourth or third. That is a lot for one year of football, right? So that's the concern is that if he's free and clear, maybe next offseason he just goes to whatever team gives him the most money. This year he wanted to go to a good team where he knew he wouldn't get double teamed all the time because of Daniel Hunter on the other side, and he can have a great year and then hit free agency. I'll be curious to see if there's a stipulation in there with that says that the Vikings can't franchise tag him again. All right, so we get a uh, one thing off football. You're having a uh, gathering the other night at your house. It was on, uh, I believe it was on either Instagram or, or Twitter, and you were showing the spread that you put out, which looked fantastic, by the way. Even Kyle Brandt from NFL Network showed up. And I'm looking at it, and I'm going, did you have sushi outside sitting outside? That's what I – I have to question you on this. I trust you for so many things. I'm scared if you're putting sushi outside in the summer heat. 
I'm a little sick. I'm okay. a little nervous. Re- really good question. Really good okay. point. So first of all, everyone needs to follow at Ross Tucker NFL yes, you on do. Twitter and Instagram. Yes. yes. Because I am known for the press box food videos. And by the way, six days from now, I'll be calling Middle Tennessee State at Army for CBS Sports that? Network. There you yeah, go. That's pretty awesome. So anyway, uh, my wife had picked up the sushi on her way home from work. She came home. We have an outdoor covered area. We yes. call it the uh, KPP. It's like a pool pavilion, right? We had literally just put the food out, and I did the video, and then okay. we gobbled it all up. And it was oh. not in the sun. It was undercover. Gobbled it all up within 15 minutes. So it was not thinking... sitting out there, was not in the heat. And uh, my wife prefers, especially with the soy sauce and stuff. And oh, yeah. Kyle's kids were over, so like we didn't want we didn't want to eat that inside. So we ate it, and we have a nice outdoor area. It was covered. It's all good. It's all legit, John. I was very um, uh, and to tell Kyle when you see him. I was very uh, since the last time I spoke to him. Uh, Philip Kiriakis is back in 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 Salem, and it's not Kyle. So it's it's the other guy. I was very disappointed. Oh, really? Thinking, yeah, they brought Philip Kiriakis back, and it's not Kyle. So I was like, Wait yeah, well, obviously it's not Kyle, but he so. he probably uh, he probably knows that. It's funny. I was talking about. It. He said, you know, it was a, it was a cool. He, he's glad he did it. Cool sure. part time of his life, but he's also you know glad he got out of it glad when he, he did. Got, glad he got out of it. Much more the NFL, much less of a soap opera from time to time. Ross, love you. Check out the podcast, everybody. Ross uh, Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure you follow on social media and see great videos like that. Good job, buddy. Anytime, all season, best Sunday morning show in the biz. I love it. There you go, buddy. Thank you, buddy. Man, that makes me happy. The glass is never half empty here because a glass can't be half empty. More insights like that coming your way on the John Kincaid Show on CBS Sports Radio. Thank you very much, voice man. It's my uh, effort to just educate people. Thankfully, we've got four hours a week to do it. And uh, whether you listen on one of our local affiliates or whether you are... uh, Trying to listen on SiriusXM 206 or the Radio.com app. It's just doing my little part. Doing my little part. To be able to try to help everybody understand things in these difficult times. By the way, um, so now, Anthony, we are talking about it, that there looked like there is a baseball trade that could be coming. What does Tommy Malone do for you? I, um... A three nine nine ERA. That's not bad in the American League, right? We're not we're not gonna poo poo an ERA of three point nine nine. No, that's not bad. Six games started. Pitched twenty nine innings and in six starts. I mean, because the because, uh, the the Braves are in desperate need of some uh, starting pitching. Yes, because uh, after a Max Freed, not There's much not going a- on. He's, well, been, he's, he's been great this year. Boy, he but, has uh, been great. The rest of the rotation, I believe, like the ERA collectively after Freed's over well over six. Yeah, I'm telling you this. There's a That's interesting. That is interesting. We're going to watch and uh, see how this whole thing shakes out. Braves are still the best team in that division, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I don't, I don't think anybody's contesting that. 
No, I don't think it's a very good division. No, it's not. When the Phillies are in second place right now, it certainly is, <laughs> considering their bullpen, which is crazy. That's all I right. Mean, maybe I mean, the Mets can make a run here still. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, the Mets could maybe. They got no yeah, another team that has just no pitching. They're, they're hitting. They have a good lineup, but they just they have no pitching. With all the injuries and Stroman opting out. I'm telling you. We've Friday some... was a great day for me as a Mets fan, boy. Beat the Yankees, swept both games in dramatic fashion, and then Steve Cohen wins the bid, the next owner of the New York Mets. Okay, now here, here's what I want to say. Um, John Heyman from, I guess, who is John with now? I mean, I just want to make sure that I'm not butchering this, who John is officially affiliated with. Uh, John Heyman yesterday puts out a um, a a tweet telling J Lo to read the room. I'm going to use it exactly. Yeah. She says Alex and I are so disappointed. We worked hard the last six months with the dream of becoming the first minority couple and the first woman owner to buy her father's favorite Major League Baseball team with her own hard-earned money. We still haven't given up New York forever from J Lo. And why would that be an issue for somebody? John Heyman, do you see what he said? Yeah. Probably not the year to be complaining you didn't get a baseball team. Reaction of many. Read the room. That's what John Heyman somehow thinks that that wasn't viable. So I asked, I mean, I just, I looked at it and I said, this is pretty incredible to me that 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 would be his response. And I I absolutely was floored. I said, uh, I said, John. So the important part is, is and they, by the way, a lot of these guys don't like it when you, when you will call them out. But I said, hey, John, reaction of many, you and your peers have breathlessly reported about the potential Mets sale based on nothing but rumors and whispers. This is a firsthand knowledge account. Disappointment is allowed to be her story. Don't help tell her how to deal with it. I mean, seriously, we've now gotten to this. Did you see Stuart Mandel this week? Stuart Mandel took the time. And I've told you, there are many people in the sports media who, due to coronavirus and many of them due to their political affiliations, have gone mad in 2020. Dan Walken of USA Today is like the perfect example. Because of an obsession with politics. Just look at his Twitter feed. I'm not depicting him any way that's not fair. Look at his Twitter feed. I would, I would just say to you this. If you find somebody to me that has told you, by the way, they've been wrong at every door they've been knocking. They were wrong about NHL and NFL, NHL and NBA being able to work in a bubble. Oh, yeah, you can try it. It's not going to happen. They've been desperately wrong about Major League Baseball. They've told you all along that college football wasn't coming. And there is a common denominator. There's a common denominator on every single one. Look at the Twitter feed. Tell me if there isn't a politics post in their last 10 posts. Or a political reference. Tell me who they're voting for. Oh, if you don't know, just go and look. People are so transparent. They lay it out for you. Go look at who they follow on social media. What echo chamber do they get their their news from? 
their cable news, you know, trough of choice. I tell you all, it's poison. It really is. It's poison. Mitch in New Jersey joins us. Mitch, what's going on, buddy? How's it going, John? Hi, Mitch. You good show? You sound good. Concussion, no concussion. I, I don't I think, think I have. I hope I don't have a concussion. I'm hoping. Well, you fool the doctors, you know. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't throw you. a because they can't figure out anything that's going Thank on. Thank you, buddy. I'll solve the issues here. Um, <laughs> first of the college ball, I think I wish all these up. I wish the Pac-12 would get back. I'm reading about the high school uh, footballs are going to start in January. So why can't they play six, eight games? It's still, I hope they figure out in the classrooms that they bring these students come in and, you know, six feet apart and everybody wear a mask. I think everybody should wear a mask when they're playing. I mean, I see some of the plays in the, on the baseball channel. Thank God we've got some sports here. Yeah, well, you don't, have to, you, don't have to wear, you don't have to wear a mask, though. Here's, here's the thing. Everybody, like for college football. If you have every team, and I appreciate your call, Mitch, I got to run. If there is a, if every single player, like from the SEC and the ACC, they're committed to testing their players three times a week. So there's a game in the ACC or the SEC. Players are tested three times a week. Coaches are tested three times a week. The officials that will work the game are tested same way. All following the strict protocols. What danger is there of transmitting a virus that does not exist? What danger is there? If you're not letting fans in the building, and more importantly, if you're not interacting with fans, what is the danger between two two football teams playing? Spoiler alert. I'm not a doctor. And I don't play one on General Hospital or the Young of the Restless. I either. I, I'm not a doctor. But if everyone's tested, no one has a virus, it's much like Major League Baseball, where everybody's tested and the players are interacting in very, very close quarters. Remember when we thought the players were going to have to sit in the stands? All of them would have to sit in the stands during a game? They're not going to be able to be in the dugout together. No, 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 no. Remember that? Remember that talking point? What have we found out? We don't need that. We never needed that. That was overkill. We found it out. Baseball players can be in the same clubhouse together. They can do proper social distancing. They can wear masks when they're not on the field. The school, the, the, the businesses can take proper protocols. Remember, I said to you earlier this summer, remember Texas, LSU, Clemson, 30 positive tests at Clemson. 30 positive tests at Texas and LSU. It was gloom and doom. Dan Walken was dancing around his cauldron. Throwing in a little more eye of newt. Watching it bubble and saying. (laughs) But Danny boy and many like him. They're they're again completely wrong. And the people have been wrong at every turn. They've been wrong at every turn. And unfortunately, too many have let that dominate their thoughts, dominate their talk shows, dominate their newspapers, honestly dominate their lives for the past six months. It's been 
a campaign, an incessant drumbeat, you're all going to die. You're all going to die. Let's not even worry about sports. Can't do it safely. It's been an incessant drumbeat, and they were wrong, and they've been wrong at every turn. And now the college football starting. Did you see it last night? You see a lot of the gloom and doom boys? Do you see them talking about college football last night? How are they going to feel next Saturday? Their sphincters are going to be just so tight, they're not going to be able to get a piece of Charmin between the cheeks. Because everything they've been trying to sell you for months, again, without being epidemiologists, they couldn't take the tact that I did. I took a very clear tact. I didn't believe them. I thought it was nonsense that they would tell you that you can't do something. But I also told you I may end up being wrong, and I'm not a doctor. I may end up being wrong, and I'm not a doctor. But I am always going to be in the camp of you try. You don't throw up your hands and say, we can't do this. There's no way this can work. There's no way. Yes, we can. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. President. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. And I started the show today with it, and I'll end it again. We had complaints about this show to senior management during the pandemic. Complaining about the positivity of it. It's totally irrational and, and it's totally incorrect. And he's, and he's being very positive and, and almost flippant about it. That, you know, we're, we're in the middle of a pandemic and he's being all this positive, spinning this positive tale that, you mean the positive tale that, ends up being right? You mean the positive tale that ended up being the message we all should have had all along? We try things, we conduct ourselves, and we follow protocols. We listen to the brightest minds, but we try. We don't throw our hands up and say, can't try. No. This is the show of trying. We're going to try. And we're going to fail, and we're going to scrape our knees, and we're going to fall flat in our face sometimes. But damn well, we're going to try. Yes, we can. Thank you, Brock. Thank you very much, Anthony Pierno, Seth Canner, for your fine work. We got four more hours for you next Sunday. By the way, I'll be in for DA Friday. Don't miss it. John Kincaid Show, CBS Sports Radio. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.